This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I feel like I should bring us back with some sort of twang here. Um, it's Runline Jenkins. <laughs> that would put me to sleep, Paul. Love ya, but let's not run that one back. No, Becky Daily presented by Ben out here. Mac is, in for Eddie he's in trouble. I mean, Mac's yeah. done with it at this point. The last time I co-hosted a show, I think it was like three months ago, and he said the Christmas music's already blaring at the house. Yeah. So at oh, this point, yeah. we've oh, got yeah. to be done. Burnt, burnt out is not even does not even begin to describe it uh, in our house. Uh, up next, we got to dive into some AFC and NFC wildcard implications with a couple of games, both a team that's red hot, Indy visiting the Falcons, a team that's ice cold, Jacksonville visiting the Buccaneers. And what about the Browns? Uh, looking pretty good for a playoff spot now, too, visiting the C.J. Stroudless Texans. But we mentioned Grandma trying to find that game on Peacock tomorrow night. No idea where it is or how she's supposed to watch it, but the Chargers are hosting the Bills. This one may not be worth watching anyway. A lot of line movement on exactly. this one. It's ended up settling in at 12, 12 and a half. Bills without Micah Hyde. Uh, Jordan Phillips to IR. Keenan Allen out on the Chargers side. And I imagine we'll get more of the Easton Stick experiment, which should undoubtedly be fun or something. Um <laughs> I expect the Bills to handle business here, guys. I, but, Joe, I, 12 is – it's entirely likely they cover 12. That, But I just I, – I, I'm not touching it just because I'm not touching it. Like, I, I, It's not that I expect the Chargers to do anything with it. I just – I'm not laying that much on the road, even as well as Buffalo's played the last three, four weeks. And it's challenging to back the Chargers after the lack of effort yeah. that you saw last week, even though the case can be made that, uh, that, look, they were intentionally trying to lose by as much as possible to get their head coach fired because they're done with the whole Staley experience and they don't want to play for him anymore. Uh, that's a dangerous game to play because you're putting some bad tape out there, and, that, and that's what it was for every uh, Chargers defender. And then we get word that Keenan Allen is out. Uh, we figured that would be the case, but definitely – that's the case. And uh, Joey Bosa not ready to return. I'm wondering about the Bills side. Now, they didn't have Micah Hyde last week, and uh, looks like he's going to be out for this week. Man, they, they just can't hold back on these defensive injuries. There's, like, nothing they can do. It's one after another. And even though they're playing great ball, like, you just keep adding up. Yesterday they put uh, defensive tackle Jordan Phillips on IR. And then on the offensive side, I know he's a running back but he was as impactful as anyone in their big win, aside from Josh Allen, probably more, actually more so than Josh Allen. James Cook, like, mm-hmm. he's dealing with an illness that a lot of mm-hmm. teams are dealing with as these sicknesses are going through these locker rooms. So I wonder about his availability. He did not practice uh, once again. I know it's a ton of points and it's dangerous, 
but I am on the Chargers, guys, plus 12. <gasps> it, it just oh. might be that spot where the Bills don't give that all-out effort that, they're gonna, that they've been giving over the last couple weeks that they're going to have to do moving forward. It was funny. I was doing my hit yesterday on WGR, and, you know, you know look, I'm as Aaron reacted that way because I'm all in on the Bills. Like, I think they have the ability to make the Super Bowl. I've got them top three in my power rankings right now, and, and other people do as well. But um, for them to win the Super Bowl, they probably have to have a nine-game winning streak. Like, there's going to yeah. be a let-up spot at some point. It, it feels like they've won many more, but it's only been two games so far. Like, offensively, they can do anything. And, yeah, it's tough to trust uh, Easton Stick and company, and, and probably a lot of it's going to go to Joshua Palmer. But I think they can do enough to keep this within two scores. A lot of sharp money came in on the Chargers when it, when it got up to 13-and-a-half, 14 early in the week. And we might get back to touching those numbers. Yeah, I could see it because the Chargers have nothing to play for but pride. Like the whole, oh, you fired Staley bump. Does it really matter with a team that has nothing to play for and pretty much already gave up? And then meanwhile, the Bills have more to play for, but they probably don't need to do an all-out effort. Like if James Cook is sick, why even risk injury with him? I was thinking about, mm -hmm. should I look yeah. at a James Cook prop? Because it's 67 and a half. Of course, he rushed for 179 last week. I don't think he'll repeat that but I don't know I'll probably just honestly stay away I don't even know if I care about watching this because I'm certainly not paying five bucks for Peacock unless I use someone else's login I might just chill and check my app and look at the box score <laughs> yeah this has yeah. all the all the earmarks of a game that is just ugly and the bills kind of skate by just enough to win and like you said, Joe, that, that does give you reason to, to lean in on the Chargers plus 12. It could also be one where, you know, the Bills score four touchdowns in the first half and never look back and the Chargers check out True. at halftime. Um, that's why I, I agree, yeah. Aaron. It's a, it's a total stay away for me. This one has a lot more implications. Browns at Texans. Um, no C.J. Stroud. Will Anderson still hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, mm -hmm. The question, though, is, is the Joe Flacco bubble – gonna burst right here right before our very eyes i don't i i i just it's it's dumbfounding to me that the browns just about left for dead what a month month and a half ago are now favorites to win themselves a playoff spot with joe flacco at quarterback um laying two and a half on the road is probably as safe as this number can get because I, any if, if it gets to three, I'm I'm out. Two and a half, I could live with Joe. I'm still not running to to place this bet because look, the, the Texans have been able to figure things out this year. They figure it out with a rookie quarterback again, presumptive offensive rookie of the year. I think they can figure it out if they have to survive a week or two without him as well. Uh, I see three right now this morning, so I feel ah. like we, we've gotten there. It's juiced on the Texan side, juiced on the dog side. But we did get there, and it makes sense. I haven't heard of anybody uh, backing the Texans as a, as a short home dog in this spot. Once we got the uh, once we got word on on the quarterback situation with Stroud, like as far as the Browns, like look, I'll tell you, Fla a lot of love about Flacco. People saying this is the best quarterback they've they've seen in years, and even bringing in Watson, they're on the fourth quarterback. This is their best quarterback. He was awful against the Bears last week. He had three interceptions. 
could have been a lot more. He had one pick six, probably should have been two. The Bears almost got one inside. They ended up inside the five-yard line on a return there. So I wonder if that continues. And the offensive line injuries have really added up on the Cleveland side. And they had another dude go down. They had Betonio go down this past week. So they might be without four of their five starters on that offensive line. And then you've got a statue uh, back there. So, man, the Texans really wish they had Will Anderson. We'll see what the final injury report says today. So, yeah, obviously no good on the quarterback and on the Will Anderson front. But did get some positivity elsewhere. Like Nico Collins says he's going to be ready to play. He was limited yesterday. Noah Brown, he was limited in yesterday's practice. So I would think in just a a huge matchup for them, a huge game, that those guys are going to be in. Uh, Laramie Tunsil was uh, not practicing early in the week. He practiced in full yesterday. Uh, So I think we're getting some positive news on the Texans. I I was considering Cleveland, but only at a sub-three number. Now that we're at three, I'm not interested in buying that. I would be more interested in taking a look at some of the prop plays. Like Njoku has been on fire, and he's been Flacco's guy over the last two games. His receiving yards prop is 49.5. Last two games, Njoku has 195 yards, three touchdowns, 22 targets. So he's the go-to guy. So if you want to look at Njoku props, I'm good with that. I wonder if we should also look at Texans players' unders, just because – Jim Schwartz is that dude. I love him. And I think if I'm going to back a side here, it would have to just be because of this Browns defense. Number one ranked defense, according to DVOA. Whoever's starting at quarterback, whoever ends up playing for the Texans offensively, I think it's going to be tough for them against this Browns defense. So um, I think I'd just be looking at unders on the Texans side offensively for some props. Yeah, when it does come crashing down for Joe Flacco, it's going to come crashing down in spectacular fashion. I don't Mm -hmm. know if this is the week, but you're right. It was ugly last weekend, Joe. Jags uh, in Tampa against a suddenly hot Baker Mayfield in the Bucs. I I did not think those words would come out of my mouth this year, but they just did. No Trevor Lawrence again for Jacksonville. It looks like they're trying to steer out of their three-game skid and do it without Lawrence. The Colts chasing them down. We'll get to Indy in a second. But all of a sudden, everything, you know, a month ago, it felt like the Jags were just sort of casually, comfortably coasting along the AFC South title and everything's going to be fine. And then the Lawrence injury comes at the same time that they start to hit this skid and they don't look like the same team, Joe. They look like a team that all of a sudden is worried that every single thing has been magnified and turned up to 11. They're getting three now. Uh, Last I checked, again, Tampa has picked things up as of late, and they've got a chance to sort of put the clamps down on the NFC South with New Orleans losing last night. Yeah, this is a six-point move because it was Jacksonville minus three last week, and now it's Tampa Bay minus three. A little bit of that is the overreaction that we saw after the Bucks' performance against Green Bay. I mean, it was impressive. Baker was the passing leader for the week, 381. I don't think anybody saw that coming. And with his four touchdowns, he was spreading it around. It wasn't just the Mike Evans show. Um, Chris Godwin has not been practicing this week, so so we'll see how that settles in. It feels like everything's going against the Jaguars right now. And now that we're at three uh, without Trevor Lawrence, it's tough. The, for me, it's Jacksonville or nothing. So now I'm getting the plus three, and it's a downgrade at backup, but not as bad as we've seen. Um, 
when you look at Jacksonville and what they did on Sunday night is, are they so bad that right now that we're going to see a repeat of that with all the drops, with all the penalties, just the mistakes, uh, the fumbles that happen, which a lot of times comes down to luck or bad luck, uh, just failing to score every time you get into the red zone. And now you're going to the backup quarterback and you're still without Christian Kirk. And it looks like Zay Jones, he's not practicing. He's probably not going to play this week either. I, I want to say Jacksonville, but I just can't get there, guys. Like, there's just so much going against them in this final stretch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I'm with you. These are two teams going in two different directions. Bucks have won three straight. Jags have lost three straight. And has Doug Peterson lost his fastball? Like, I this is the Jags are almost like the Steelers for me. I keep wanting yeah. to back them, and then they keep letting me down. So I feel bad saying it once again, but I don't, I don't really want to back the Jags here. And I I'm not sure. I guess like it would be Bucks or nothing, but I don't feel great about it. You know, the, you mentioned Doug Peterson, Aaron, and, and being in a town where people are unhappy with the head coach right now, like everybody mm-hmm. talks about other viable alternative options or they make comparisons to other things like, oh, well, Philly got away from Andy Reid and Doug Peterson came in and won a Super Bowl. This is where Doug Peterson, you mentioned all the other ancillary stuff, Joe. Like This is where Doug Peterson proves that he's more than just a cool play caller right? And more than just a quarterback mm-hmm. whisperer. This is where you start to eliminate the penalties, eliminate the drops, get past the injuries. And this is where a head coach starts to prove himself. If you're Doug Peterson, you steer out of the three game skid, even on the road against a red hot offense. This is the opportunity to do it. Um, three is three is the number. I, I don't have a problem with that. I just, I don't know if they, if they really do clean up the mistakes enough to to, yeah. to get out of there alive against Tampa. I mentioned the Colts uh, since we were talking AFC South and uh, Jacksonville being chased down by Indy. Indy at Atlanta, another quarterback change in Atlanta. I don't, speaking of head coaches, how does Arthur Smith still have a job? Oh He's completely goodness. screwed up the quarterback situation in Atlanta. Indy's won five of their last six. You look up, all of a sudden, Shane Steichen is the favorite for coach of the year, at plus 280. Bill Cowher is stumping for him on... Pat McAfee's show. Uh, people in India are ready to throw a parade if they could just get into the playoffs, much less maybe chase Jacksonville down for the division, Joe. And now this thing is at two and a half in Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the Colts on the road here. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, a lot of sharp money back in the Falcons. I don't get it, man. Like people, people tell me that Heineke's an upgrade over Ritter. Okay. I mean, Ritter's been all right. At least there have been a few games where Ritter has just had monstrous games. Like, he's thrown for 300 yards. Like, he's been all right. I I look more at the coaching. Like, you started off. I, I think it's more on Arthur Smith. And their most talented players are not put in positions to succeed. They're barely on the field. They're just not getting the ball, which just is confounding. I don't get it. The guy needs to be fired already. And I guess they're waiting until the end of the season. And Arthur Blank's going to move on uh, from that. I mean, that was pathetic last week. How do you rack up? I don't care what the conditions are. How do you rack up 204 yards against Carolina? Like that was so 
pathetic. Yeah, you want to talk about a coaching mismatch? Right here. Probably one of the biggest of the week when you look at Steichen against Arthur Smith. So, you know, I've pushed back on the Colts all season long, and it's not like, okay, they are winning games, and it's hard to be impressed because the schedule just – the teams that they're beating, just Pittsburgh, Tennessee, New England, Carolina in there. It's like – it's hard to walk away, but your record is your record, and they're in the mix to win the division. No interest in the Falcons like a lot of betters are uh, are, – spouting out this week i don't get that at all me either uh i might look at heineke on his rushing prop though 14 and a half that dude can run the ball um but arthur smith also shave your mustache dude you can only have that if you're winning that thing bothers me that's a good call yeah it's creepy (laughs) thank you l daily presented by bet mgm coming up next one of the games of the week cowboys dolphins and a side of raiders chiefs as well here on the beck ul network